Hey, hey, good morning. what up, what up? We are live. We are live. We live, baby. We live, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that video cracked me up. I love those two. I haven't seen anything from those two guys in like a hot minute. They were kind of like they more did... like in the Vine days, right? Yeah. But what they did put out, no, that was that was phenomenal. It was funny, dude. <laughs> Stealing their shoes. <laughs> Man, there was there was something else. Yo, you got your OJ? I don't got nothing on me today. Today no. I'm just chilling. I got my. Actually, I have hot chocolate. <laughs> hot chocolate. It's cold and rainy. Oh, is it actually? Yeah, it's 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 cold and rainy. Well, yeah, it's Portland. So it's like it's it's kind of a vibe, you know. Yeah, yeah, low key hot chocolate when it's cold and like the weather's kind of like, yeah, yeah, either rainy or snowy, mm-hmm. it, it hits different. Hey, you know what I like? Do you like do you like this? Tell me. I just thought about this right now, but tell me if you're a fan. Are you about okay. it? Are you okay. about um, eggnog? Yo, I'm so I'm so about eggnog. Do like, wait, wait, wait. Have, what? Didn't we have eggnog in your room one time? Did we? I think you invited me like late at night, like midnight to your room. We had some eggnog and we just talked. Low key, I wouldn't be surprised if we did. I bet we did. Because <laughs> I know when I was in Portland at some point, like I know I bought hella eggnog. And I was just like, let's go. I love eggnog. Yo, I as wish, soon as why like, it's winter. Why is this, I, I think it's just because it's a Christmas thing. I have no idea why. But it's not even like made with seasonal ingredients. Like you can have those. You can make it anytime. Yeah, That's so I don't sad. know. It is sad. You can always like make like homemade eggnog. I've never tried. There was one guy in the dorms once, like during the summer. Like, <laughs> and you, I think you know who I'm talking about. And like he made eggnog. I, think, I remember the situation. I don't. I don't think I remember the guy. Yeah, but he he made eggnog, and like we tried, yeah. and it was like it was fire. It was actually really good. <laughs> I was like, yo, why don't we do this more often? Why don't we all just make yeah. eggnog at some point if we like have an eggnog party? For real. But, yo, I'm so about eggnog. Eggnog is, like, one of the best things about Christmas for me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's just me. All right, man. Let's get into it, bro. Episode eight. Eight. Yeah, episode eight. We're eight. We're, we're two months in. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. You've been doing this for a while. It's good. I'm glad we're still it's doing it. It's been a minute. It's been, been a, minute. a minute. We're in a church, church series part three mm-hmm. and welcome to the show i'm obed i'm jotham and this is oj in the morning that was smooth i like that, that, was, that was so smooth, smooth. <laughs> i didn't think i thought i was gonna have to say your name but you just went went right into it you had my smooth. i like that i was dope we should do that again yeah. we, never <laughs> we do actually we never practiced that one part three and what are we talking about today jotham Today, we're talking about fellowship. 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 And for those, like, it's easy to talk about, like, certain, like, words, but then not really understand the meaning. So here is a bit of a definition. So it is defined in the dictionary as friendly association, especially with people who share one's interests. Mm. So I guess, like, in a biblical sense, you could see that that common interest kind of being the fact that we're all Christians and that we're all yeah. like chasing towards God and, and stuff like that. So 
that's kind of what we define fellowship. Would yeah. Be. Well, I love, I love fellowship. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the fellowship. You know what's funny too, is when I was a kid growing up, I go to this church. There's this church that I went to, and they always had this, um, like this church. Like I'm be honest, this church has like most. It's mostly like older people, right? Like elderly people, mm. which is which is cool, you know. But there's like they had this like fellowship of I don't know what the name of this, you know, and. I I thought fellowship is such a like a old term, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I always thought of fellowship like man, that's that's what I'm gonna do when like it's, it's like old people term, you know. Like that's what when I'm, I'm like do. when I'm like seventy years old. I'm a fellowship when I'm seventy. Yeah, but fellowship actually is is super important. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I came here until I was like, man, this is the koinonia. If you, if you don't, yeah. Koinonia, <laughs> Koinonia is the Greek root, Greek root, the Greek word, the Greek root <laughs> for fellowship, and it's yeah, and it's a really important word, not just like the word, but the, like the action, the act of fellowship mm-hmm. is really important in the Bible, especially in the New Testament and in Acts and all the churches and the epistle and that kind of thing. It's just like it's huge, Jotham. Mm-hmm. It is, and I think to me as one of the most important parts about living a Christian life is the fellowship, man. Because here's the thing. To me, it's all about gathering together and being together. Mm. And like you said, or like the definition, you know, just the whole idea of we're together, but not only are we together, but we're together with what, like one common goal, Mm. one interest, um, at mind, at at heart, you know, and yeah. so, like we're together to glorify God. We're together to um, encourage each other in our help daily walk. We're together in uh, in prayer, and, mm. or we're together just hanging out, doing life. Mm. And it's that togetherness that I think is so important. Um, mm. What about you, Joe? What you got? Yeah, no, I, I like the importance of fellowship is like it can be really understated, especially mm-hmm. in North American culture where we're very individualistic and yeah. we kind of live with just ourselves in mind and we right. don't think very much about the person next to us or how much we might need people next to us because we always have like that mindset of like, oh, I don't need anybody, you know, I can do things on my own, I'm independent, this, that, the other thing. <laughs> But the Bible is very clear in the fact that we need one another and we need the person next to us. And when God made Adam, um, when Adam was like naming all the animals and stuff, he, he noticed that he didn't have someone to partner with. It was his animals, right? And God decided, it's not good that man is alone. And then he made Eve. But even though he made Eve as a wife, I think the standard is still that man shouldn't be alone. We shouldn't be going through lives cut off from other people. And we are meant to live our lives in fellowship with others. And um, I think the importance of fellowship could also like be said that it's important. Like it's important who you fellowship with because you can fellowship with people outside of the church. Like fellowship is not a Christian term. 
You know what right. I mean? Fellowship can be just like, you can fellowship with anybody. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it's so important who you are fellowshipping with and who you're spending your time with, who you're growing closer to. And I guess in the church sense, it is important that that fellowship isn't just surface level, but it, it, you're allowing it to um, get through like your defenses almost. And you're allowing it to expose you to the person next to that you're fellowshipping with so that you can then strengthen each other and, you know, push the other person forward. I think we talked about this in our, our friendship series. Cause these are, these are kind of similar topics like friendship and For fellowship. Sure. They're very similar. And one of the things that we were talking about in our friendship series was the need to be transparent. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also in just in fellowship that we need to be able to be transparent with those that we're fellowshipping with. And yeah, I think fellowship is more than just like a friendship. It is also like in a church sense, it is a whole gathering kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, it's super important because I think God speaks primarily through the fellowship of believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was, I was reading today in Acts chapter two, um, forty-two, verse forty-two, kind of where like the church started. Mm-hmm. You know, the church was set in motion, and it was like it didn't happen when everybody was in doing their own thing. <laughs> like. Yeah, they were yeah. together and they had been together for like 10 days you know together in one place for a common goal you know mm-hmm. they were all like praying and fasting and doing you know for a common goal and I think there's power in that and like we can't I don't think we can like we're all like lights yeah. to the world you know like a Christian, we, we gotta be the light in the darkness, right? Mm. But I think the light shines brightest when we're all together. Mm. Like you see, when you're when you're kind of driving in the distance and you see like you're driving at night and you see like a light and you come to it, it, it you gotta take it takes you a bit to kind of see what what it is. Mm. But, like say there's a hundred lights and you're like, whoa, it's really bright and you can really see it. Mm. Like I think kind of like that like the, we shine brightest when we're all together I think mm. and and we're the brightest light to the world when we're all together I think we show God's character more so even that way mm. um, like this person is shows God and this uh, person shows another piece of God and this person shows yeah you see more aspects of God's character there's more aspects yeah mm. of God's character because we all highlight God's character in different ways and mm. I think together is the best way to be bright. but I have this question for you Jotham okay so we're talking about fellowship and being together and kind of being one right yeah and kind of just being together the Christians being together and that kind of thing Mm. what would you say because you were talking about being careful of who you fellowship with where would you what would you say um in terms of like fellowshipping with people who are not christian or who are not saved or don't share the same like values as you what would you say to that like where's the limit do we still fellowship with them do we still um like do we bring them in like go to them 
or try to bring them in or what's what's the balance there? Well, I think that like at the end of the day, people are people, and Jesus didn't pick and choose like who he loved. He just loved everybody, and he had his close knit group of disciples, but it didn't right. mean he didn't reach across the aisle and talk to those that were outcasts of society and people that everybody else hated. They there there was no distinction between whether or not those people worshipped God or not. Mm-hmm. Whenever he reached out to people, there was no distinction of whether or not these people feared God. There was just like he just loved them. And he reached out. And I think we aren't, we, like we said before, like when we talked about church in our first episode of the church series, was that church is not exclusive. We're not yeah. like an exclusive club and say, oh, just us and nobody else. Like church is for <laughs> believers, but it doesn't mean at the expense of casting out or like rejecting people who don't know Jesus. And I think in, in mm-hmm. my life, at least, like some of my really close friends aren't believers. Yeah, And I think that, like, that doesn't mean that I can't be around them, that I can't hang out with them. And some of them listen to this podcast. And my heart for them is that I want to love them for who they are. Because sure. one, one of the biggest problems I think the church might have is that so many times we love people with an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, I'm only talking to you and oh, I'm only friends with you or I'm only like loving you because I want to get you saved. You right. know what I mean? And that's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. It's not bad to like get people saved. Like, especially when people's eternity are hanging in the balance, like it's of the utmost importance to want to see people saved. Mm-hmm. But I think people will really easily see past that facade of like, I'm only loving you for like, the reason of like bringing you to church rather mm-hmm. than like, I'm loving you because I just love who you are as a person. Yeah. And so when it comes to that, I think, yeah, you should be able to hang out with people who are unsaved and people and be able to love them and, you know, be able to relate to them. But I think that there's always, there, there's going to be like a bit of a disconnect at some point because we're living for something different. We have different reasons for why we're living. Right. Right. You know, I'm living to see God's kingdom come to earth. I'm living to see God glorified. And then mm-hmm. people who aren't saved, they're living for whatever it is that they're living for. Right. But is, there's going to be a disconnect and there's going to be some areas where we don't see eye to eye. There are going to be areas where, where we disagree. And that doesn't mean that you just cut them out of your life. It doesn't, you, you are able to agree to disagree, but it doesn't mean that you change your conviction. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you change what you believe in order to be more comfortable. Um, Cause there are times where you could be in a friendship and the friendship is like the influence is flowing the wrong way. Like rather than like you being an influence and being able to stand firm in your faith, you're letting what they do influence you. Like if they're going out and they're partying, they're drinking, they're getting, you know, whatever they're doing, whatever they're doing that doesn't, that compromises your convictions, but by hanging around them so much, you're letting yourself, do what they're doing then that's kind of a mm-hmm. friendship you need to be able to put boundaries on and be able to put limits on yeah. um but if it's the other way around and when you're friends with them you're still maintaining your convictions and you're actually being a good influence you're being a light in those friendships then no you don't cut them off and no you don't leave them you continue to be a friend with them you continue to love them as jesus loves them and i think the whole point is not just seeing them through your eyes but seeing them through 
the eyes of Jesus. And that's mm-hmm. what our entire lives are supposed to be like. Every aspect of our lives, we don't look at it through our eyes anymore, whether it be our job, our, our friends, um, our families, whatever it is. We, don't, we no longer see it through our <clears throat> eyes. We see it through God's eyes. And we try to align our perspective with his and then live the way he would have had a, he would have lived if he would, were in our shoes. Um, so it's a roundabout way. It's a very long way of saying, yeah, you can be friends with people who are, aren't saved and yeah, you can build that fellowship with them, but it's going to be different. It's not the same as fellowship with believers, whereas fellowship mm-hmm. with believers is a lot more intimate. And it's a lot more meaningful. So to yeah, speak. I think, yeah, I think like you said, um, fellowship, it's not just hanging out. It's like, there's a goal. In mind. Yeah, there's a purpose for in mind. There's a purpose why we're together. There's a purpose for why we're doing life together, and how we're gonna do life together. Mm. Um, and that to me, I think that's 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 the that's the key right there. Knowing the purpose. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like when we go to church, we go to church, but we, I, I mean, at least we sh- we sh- I don't think we sh- we shouldn't be going to church just to hang out i mm. think there needs to be a purpose right if you come over for dinner or let's say i don't know you come over for dinner one day and i'm like all right there's like there's a purpose for why we're doing this you know mm. and, and hanging out is fine like there's all good with that but like what differentiates fellowship from just like chilling is like there's a goal there's a purpose in mind you know mm. and so I, I think that's that is the most important part about fellowship is that there's a reason why why we're doing this, you know, and it's, mm. to, it's to get better, it's to build each other up, to encourage each other, it's to push each other forward in your walk with God, um, or in your walk with the Lord, and 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 it's that purpose that I think is is key, and and it's hard to. It's hard to be distracted from that. Mm. Like it, we can have fun, yeah, and then you kind of forget like why we're why we're here. Kind of forget why we're here. Yeah, and I think that it it, it does get hard, you know, because I'm the kind of guy who likes to have fun all the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. But mm. but you got to keep that in mind. Always remind yourself. Mm. Like, there's a purpose why we're doing this. <clears throat> so I guess my question to you is then how do you stay focused? Like how do you then remind yourself of the purpose of fellowship? Cuz I think like we said before fellowship is more than just friendship. Fellowship is you also fellowship with the members of your church even if you're not necessarily close friends with them, you're still fellowshipping with them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So how do you make sure you keep the goal of fellowship at the forefront of your mind? I think I think the 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 key part I think the key to it is having the love for your neighbor. Mm. And I'm going to fellowship with these people and I'm going to give myself to these people and I'm going to I have this purpose in mind of glorifying God of building them up of x y and z but it's because I love them. Mm-hmm. And I want to see them succeed. I want to see them grow. I want to see them um, make steps, make decisions, make um, 
you know, further their walk with Jesus. And I think it comes out of love because, but because I want to see those things, uh, or I love them. So therefore I want to see those things happen. Therefore I'm going to fellowship with them. And I think that's the focus there is focus. Why you're fellowshipping is because you're a part and you're, you're coming together to, for a purpose, but it's because you love them. And also they love you. Mm -hmm. Um, keep that in mind as well like that like they're here for you as much as you're here for them yeah you know and it's just more of like uh, out of place of love because I love my neighbor Mm -hmm. Um, there's there's been times and I want to be honest there's been times I've been in small groups and there's been times I've been in church where I'm just like I don't want to be here (laughs) (laughs) yeah and but I think no. If I love my neighbor, then like I'll do everything like I can to make sure this person feels loved. Make sure this person's taken care of. Make sure that um, they're being encouraged. Make sure that they're being lifted up. You know, and um, because I love them. If I don't love them, then I- I'm not gonna spend spend time with them. There's there's something that. Um, you know what's what is interesting? I was actually what's funny is uh, the preacher today at, at church said this. He said, mm. "I can't remember what it is, but I I remember I preached on it one time too at middle school. <laughs> uh, when I preached in middle school, I I, I said um, it was like attention breeds attention breeds affection. So it's like huh. what you set your attention to." Like, you will grow affectionate for those things. Hmm, okay. Like, well, if I set my attention towards uh, the people around me and the church around me, like, my affection towards them will grow. Mm. Because I'm setting my attention to. It's like, when when I first became a drummer, I didn't, like, immediately fall in love with drumming. Right. It wasn't, like, love at first sight. No, I, I, I practiced you know, however long I practiced. And the more and more I practiced, the more and more I fell in love. Hmm. It's like a, like a relationship. The more and more you hang out with somebody, the more and more you want to be with them. Right. You know? And so I think it's just like setting your attention and your focus on, on those things, on the fellowship, on the people, on the church, on uh, Christ and what's good, good and how are good for, those around and on like what is good and just and holy and righteous and setting your attention on those things. Mm. Um, and I think in due time, your affection for those things will grow. Like I didn't, I'm gonna be honest. I grew up a pastor's kid mm-hmm. and a preacher's kid. And I didn't, I, I didn't always like going to church. Right. I, actually for most of my life, I didn't want to go to church. Mm. Um, I didn't, I wasn't affectionate, although like I was there, but I didn't want to be there. Yeah. But when I started setting my attention and my focus to like, no, switching my focus to like, I want to be here Mm. and I want to be with these people. And I know that this is like good for me or this is good for everybody else as well. Then it starts to switch. Like I started to grow affectionate. I started to grow passionate for like the things of God. 
Like, grow affectionate for worship, for the church, for the people, for the community, for the, um, <clears throat> for for those kinds of things. And I think in due time, out of a place of love, like your affection will grow if you just set your attention towards those things. You actually are intentional and make time for those things. Mm-hmm. Like if you are, if your church has small groups, like get in a small group. Or, you know, you, you, you're on the serve team, like serve. Mm. And maybe you don't have a heart for it right now, but maybe in time you'll have a heart for it and you'll be the best, you know, like best greeter in town or the best usher in town, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just like, um, I think it's just a matter of like being intentional, like, no, I, I want to give myself to this. Yeah to the fellowship mm. Mm. what do you got to say about that yeah i like that i, I have like a few thoughts going around my head i like i like what you said about like the whole like attention breeds affection and kind of like when you fix your attention on something you mm-hmm. kind of begin to grow affectionate for it it's kind of like yeah like a lot of things i'm going through in my life like like in my past i'm trying to think about different examples of that where yeah there was something i didn't like at first then the more i did it the more affectionate I grew towards it. Like the first thing that came to my head was like basketball. When I first sure. started playing basketball, hated it. Hated playing basketball. <laughs> I sucked at it. I yeah. just didn't like the sport. But then like I played one whole like season. And then by the like the last game I played, I was remember like sitting on the court and just kind of looking at everything and kind of being like, I kind of like this. Yeah. And then like that grew like this deep like passion I had for the game even though I'm yeah. still not that great I still like I still love the game and I still love I I enjoy watching basketball I like I'm super invested in like yeah. like you know Bro, the, the tro- Lakers won. dude I was watching the game I was just watching the game <laughs> they flip and put the smack down on the heat I am I was like so I was so shocked by halftime they were up by 28 like my, Miami just did not look the same they did not. But that's besides the point. But like, they were puppies. They anyway. were, they looked so bad. But yeah, like, it has breeded that affection towards it. So I, I'm trying to think right. about that towards like church. Yeah, I totally understand. Like growing up in church, like I think because we kind of grew up in it, we didn't know anything else. Yeah. It was that... kind of like I was I... in church because my family's in church. You know? Yeah, I think along with the statement of like attention breeds affection, I think familiarity grows con- like breeds contempt. Mm. and that like because we're so familiar with it all the time we, we get to right. a point where we're just like ah, i actually don't like this you know and we just begin to pick apart the things we don't like rather right. than learn to just appreciate everything that is amazing about it right um so church like it's 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 a complicated thing because church is composed of people and people tend to mess things up pretty often <laughs> and that's not to say that the church is like messed sucky up. and messed up. Like there are, <laughs> there are like specific churches that are messed up. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like we believe that God will redeem it. <laughs> we believe that God will full come and he'll fix it. <laughs> right. Um, and the, the eternal purpose is still there. Um, right. Right. But I think we do need to learn to have a servant's heart towards church. Cause I think when we change our focus from being about, 
us like when i go to church like mm. if my focus is about me and what i can get out of it then yeah i'm going to begin to grow contempting because i'm not always going to feel great when i leave i'm not always going to feel full i'm not always going to feel like i met god every time i went to church like i'm not always going to feel like i was spoken to in some way but mm-hmm. if i'm going to church with that mindset that's going to be the result but if i go with the mindset of i'm here to serve the people in this church i'm here to serve yeah. First and foremost, God, I'm here to, to serve him and to honor him with how I conduct myself. And mm-hmm. second of all, I'm here to serve the people around me. I think we touched yeah. on this earlier before in one of our earlier episodes and just kind of like the focus of our fellowship needs to be to serve. Um, I saw a yeah. statement from like a worship leader um, just recently and it's, it's a few days ago and it's kind of still stuck with me. He's like, he's posted on his Instagram story and he just kind of said like, he felt that the Holy Spirit spoke to him at one point when he was leading worship and and he felt the Holy Spirit say to him like, like, don't forget you're here to serve. Right. Don't forget you're a servant. Right. And I think so many, and he's a worship leader. He's a very popular worship leader. Come on. Um, And it's so easy to begin to like go into church kind of with this mindset, especially if you're like, like on the stage or in some capacity or whatever um to have this mindset of like almost like a celebrity kind of thing like it's about me Uh it's about like what people think about me or even like just as a regular church goer to kind of have this mindset of like oh it's what i get out of it it's what god speaks to me it's what others do for me rather than having this mindset of like what can i give what can i what can i do to serve the person next to me what can i do to do to like to bring people closer to god and I think the whole, this whole kind of like um, strain of this conversation was kind of s- started by us saying, um, how do we stay focused? Yeah. And I think the main way to stay focused on the purpose of fellowship is to remove ourselves from the equation mm. and to kind of make That's it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And to make it less about us right? and how we feel and what we get out of it. I think, because as soon as we take ourselves out of the equation, like it's no like all we can focus on is first and foremost God, and secondly the people we're fellowshipping with. Yeah. So therefore, we have no choice but to focus on others and no longer think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's what I that's what I got to say. That's what I think about that. Yeah. You know what is my Jonathan? I think you know this about me, but. Do you know what is my favorite, like, one of my favorite things to do in the world? What? Just take one guess. One guess. No, I don't take a guess. Yeah, yeah, take the guess. Take the guess. I'm gonna say, <laughs> do you want me to guess? Um, hanging out with people, I think, is kind of one of your things. All right, my, my, like, one of my favorite things to do in the whole world, like, top two. Top two, top three. Um, it's just, bro, just going out with my, my buddy, my bros. Or whoever, you know. Or whoever. <laughs> or with. Um, and then just like. <laughs> like my friends or, you know, my, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, you know. Mm. And my favorite thing to do is just go out and just like just get some food. <laughs> and just just talk about life. Mm. Just like have good conversation. And just do life together, man. Like, that is my favorite thing. One of my favorite things to do. 
Mm-hmm. Also, because I love food, but like, second, because it's so much fun. Like, you're talking, mm-hmm. you're getting to know people, you're living life, you're doing life, you're encouraging each other. And I think, to me, that's like my favorite way of fellowshipping is like sharing a meal together and just like sharing our hearts and just, you know, being together mm. um, and kind of just like thanking God through it. Like, yeah. That is one of my favorite things to do. And I think that's an easy way to fellowship for anyone that is having a hard time fellowshipping is like, no, it, it, it can be, an, it doesn't have to be difficult. It can be a very simple thing. Mm. And I would encourage any of anyone who's listening today that, yeah, you can just, you can go out and fellowship and it's very simple and it's easy. It's, it's doable. And yeah. It's not hard. It's not a scary thing. And I, I encourage anyone listening, find someone, find a friend, find a, a buddy and just fellowship with them. Mm. You know, have this kind of like mind, like this goal in mind of like, we're going to, we're going to build each other up today. We're going to get closer to Jesus today. And, mm. and I think that's a good way to start. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know if you have any other suggestions, but to me, I love, I love that. And I would suggest that to anyone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. That's a great way to start. Just, I know for, for introverts, like I'm, I'm, I'm not introverted, but I have my introverted tendencies. Yeah. And I know like, especially if you're in a new, new space and you're in a new, um, new church or anything like that, or you're in a church where you feel you don't really know anybody um, it can be really intimidating at first, right? But just being able to just like striking striking up a conversation and just like saying, "Hey," like to at least start. You can start with like one or two people. It's like, "Hey, let's sure. just like let's go get a coffee. I'd love to like talk to you, get to know you a little more." Yeah, for sure. And like that can start a really amazing friendship, mm-hmm. or you know, something that you would never have thought could happen in the first place. And yeah. that could happen with anybody. It could happen with, you know, someone your age, somebody maybe a little older, somebody a little younger. You never know. And God can use the diversity within a church in terms of, like, experience, age group, background. God can use it to, to reveal something new to you. And God can also use you to reveal something new to somebody else. I think that you should never underestimate what you have to give. Um, yeah, for sure. So... I think that everybody listening, you you guys all have something to offer um, somebody else. You always have something to give. Even when you feel like you don't have anything, there's there's always something. God has always given you something to give. And I think this is our responsibility to be, will, to be willing to offer it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this, that's, that's the heart of fellowship mm-hmm. is giving what we have. For the person next to us. Come on. That's good, man. And I think that's a good place to end for this episode. It's a good place to wrap. And we thank you all for joining us today. And I hope you mm-hmm. you find some fellowship, some good fellowship, and you um yeah, and you just uh you gather together and have that purpose in mind. And I don't have much else to say, but thank you very much. 
We appreciate mm-hmm. you all. And let's all fellowship together. Let's, let's be people that fellowship together. Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next week. Yes, sir. See you guys next time. All right.